0: Oh
1: nice. Harper lift off and gone. Oh,
2: man. Oh. Welcome to Rocks and Dirt, a production of the Tuxedo Cats. I'm Mike. I'm here with Todd and Steve and Tim Letch joining us for his Rocks and Dirt's debut. Gentlemen, howdy. Hey. Tim, welcome. We're here to talk about Hi, Toto, Toto tonight. Toto, from 1977, when the band got together the first time, they've got 14 studio albums between 1978 and 2018. 40 million records sold, Grammys, musical, uh, musicians Hall of Fame awards. Toto. Or I'm finding that a lot of people, when you say Toto, is all oh, y'all yeah, like Toto. But they don't know anything about it. (laughs) They know three big hits, and that's about as far as it goes. And I would count myself as one of those. I I didn't know a whole lot before tonight. know a little bit more as I've studied this a little bit. But let's just review some of the hits you may have heard. Hold the Line in 1978. Went to number five that year. Uh, Rosanna was my first introduction to uh, Toto through a friend, a fellow drummer, who showed me the beat and said, can you play this? Wow. And that record of the year sank into my, into my system in 1982. Got to number two that year. Five weeks at number two behind these songs, Don't You Want Me by Human League and Eye of the Tiger by Survivor, which is just a little bit disturbing. Check that groove, won't you? And then, of course, Africa is their only number one in 1982. Africa, the big song that everybody knows. Uh, gentlemen, you want to jump in with your favorite? Steve, why don't you kick it off?
3: Well, I first heard Toto in '78 when I was ten. And I, I thought, oh, here's a new band. It's kind of melodic and hard rock at the same time, like like Foreigner and Styx and these other bands that I was hearing when I was a kid. And it was one of my first concerts in 1985. I saw them in uh, when I was in high school. They came here to Tower and played at the Old Palace, and it was a great show. They were they're great live. Yeah, I'm sure they still are. Tim, you was there. Now, oh, Tim, you, yeah. was there. Yeah.
2: you you came to us saying that you're you're not the Toto. Uh, expert, and yet off air you've been able to expound quite a bit on some of the deep tracks.
1: Everybody's heard Toto. Whether or not they know that they've heard him or not, and I've told you before that well, uh, it's like you're riding in the backseat of your mom's station wagon to school, you're listening to KVIL, and, you know, a song comes on and you remember the trees going by when it goes by. You know, Hold the Line, Rosanna, Africa, they've been the soundtrack in pretty much everybody's life because they're so popular. But, man, yeah, we're live. Holy cow. I yeah. mean, who can sing like Bobby Kimball? Who can sing like Joe Williams? You know, I, I've never heard it. Great
3: musicianship. There were studio musicians uh, oh my before gosh. they Yeah, they, they played for Toto. Steely
1: Dan and Boss gags, um, you know, in the story of the, the original four. Uh, of of David Hungate and and uh, Jeff Picaro and David Page and Steve Lukather you know getting together and, and all this stuff it, was it that was it Lenny, I can't remember the exact order I just remember that um, they all came from different backgrounds different settings and and that's how the 78 album got together and here's the thing Bobby Kimball didn't come on um, until they started trying out a whole bunch of of singers and David from
3: Orange Texas I think
1: yeah David Page was writing. Stuff that here. was so stinking high that nobody could hit them. Um, and they would bring in, you, you know, I think it was the lead singer from uh, uh, Mr. Mister. And, and yeah, people, he was going to replace it yeah, yeah, he couldn't. Nobody could sing those notes. And Bobby Kimball's the only guy that could sing those notes.
0: All they had to do was go down to E-flat. What's the problem?
1: Well, and they, you know, they talked about that. Is that. David Page was such a perfectionist that they, he wanted it in the key that it was written in because it wouldn't sound the same. And so they would do... You know, several takes of these things, that would completely screw up Bobby Kimball's voice over these things, but you know, how many people can sing like that? I've never heard no. anybody be able to hit those notes in the way he did it, even last, Joe Williams, I can't. Their last
2: album in 2018, um, they're calling it the, a former band, like they used to be a band. And you look at the list of people, past members, there's 13 people that used to be in Toto. So if they're doing anything now, it's uh, as a re- reformation, I suppose. Now the first time I heard Steve Luk- Lukather was uh, when he was with Ringo about five years All- ago. Star. Ringo's
3: All Star Band. And I was awesome.
2: And, and so, and then I heard the buzz about Steve Lukather. And Todd, you
0: were one of them. I said, "Oh yeah, that guy is phenomenal." How far back does that go for you? You know, the band is awesome. And then in concert, Steve Lucather kind of cuts loose a little more than he does, you know, on the radio play stuff, yeah. you know, and he's awesome. But I've told you this before, Steve. <laughs> My friend John Strom rushed the stage tried to get one of Steve's guitars and was going to play like, and he got escorted out. I have never seen seeing that. Well, it was 35 to, <laughs> years ago. Had to pick him up in uh, you know, the parking lot on the way out. So
2: There but, you go. Some good Toto memories. Now we're talking. Good yeah. times. Yeah, good <laughs> times
3: Toto sure.
0: security guy. Royal Palace security. Guy. Yeah. But I, I did want to mention, uh, I have come to learn what a great producer that he is. He wrote that song for um, George Benson. George, 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 George Benson. Benson. Turn your love around. And uh, a lot of others. From With Jake Rayden, I think, another guitar studio guitar player. It was an hey, accident. Hey, and, and did you know Y- you know he played like most of the stuff on on that Michael Jackson album. Oh yeah, guitar. You know, we thought Eddie did all that. Well,
3: he wrote the he wrote the riff in the ba- 다, da da da
0: da 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 da
3: and the da da exactly. da da. Everything's except the guitar solo. Eddie Van Halen did the guitar Eddie solo. Eddie just stepped in, but, in and did the guitar he did all solo. Riffs. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. All those rhythm sections that were just powerhouse rhythm sections Steve Lukather set down on the Thriller. And David Page did a lot of he did a lot of work with Paul McCartney on that album as well with The Ghost Mind. Yep.
0: No kidding. Uh, the whole oh, that's band. Right. Did. Yeah. And then
1: uh, you, you've heard of Dune. They did the whole album for Dune. They did most of the music for Dune. They wrote ninety nine for Starring Sting. I yep. saw it. Yep. So you, I mean, you got got tons of stuff in pop culture. But I'll tell you this: this is really funny. Uh, it's not really funny, but it's the reason why you say you look at this. You know, this last tour in twenty eighteen, and you say that it's original crew. It's as original as it can get because you know you got Jeff Procaro that died. Uh, Quite some time ago 91, 26 years ago 92 91, 91, 92 Well the last tour was 91 um, And uh, he It was a tragic, tragic But he was one of the best drummers ever I think every drummer can say As far as As
2: He's one that people really kind of laud as one of the the top. He was the leader of Toto, I believe. He's the
3: one that got the band together. Yeah. And the, he's the one they looked up to. That's
1: what Steve says. I mean, yeah, you, you know, they they would all say that. But you got on the top of the drummer list. You've got you know Ringo or Bonham or any of these other cats that are on there. And then you you got you got to put Jeff Picaro on there, man. You you just got to. Todd,
2: you grimaced just then. He put Ringo at the top of the drum well, list. Well, that's because I I'm sorry, influence. that's why we're not friends. Yes,
1: yes, present company. Peace and love.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ringo gets a lot of a lot of credit for President being in a really good band and a good band drummer. But then you got a different type of uh, style. Now we're talking about you know Steve Gadd or oh, Jeff Porcaro. Those are really intricate uh, musicians, all that,
1: inspired by Ringo.
2: Thank you. Every single one of them would say that. you agree to that? Yeah, I think Tim can come back next week if you'd like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, no, they
1: would tell you. Even Steve Lukather would say Uh, that you wouldn't have Toto without the Beatles or or Rolling Stones.
2: Yeah, Yeah. you're going to have to give them credit for when they came in, for sure. Uh, Toto, uh, now... I mentioned this earlier, Tim, you are a relatively young man compared to myself, and so here's Toto, and they come into the scene in the early 80s, late 70s, and you are- a, The year that I was born. A very young man at that yes. point. Yeah, so at what point did you kind of come into the fold and become a big fan of Toto?
1: Well, you know, other than the car rides and not knowing who they were, just knowing their songs. So you're I, like maybe 10. No, man. I, 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 yeah, so okay, maybe been probably four or five when I'm riding a mom's car. That's when I really started getting involved in, in loving music. But I wasn't technically allowed to listen to rock music when I was a kid. So um, grew up probably around 2006. I'm in Best Buy back when they had CDs on the shelves. Um, and my buddy uh, walks up and goes, oh, ooh, you know, best hits of Toto album and pulls it out. I go, Toto, you know, Wizard of Oz thing and, you know, trying to make fun of him. And he goes, no, man, you you know Toto. And I'm like, no, I don't know who Toto is. He goes, yes, you do. You've heard Toto. I said, no. He starts reading off songs. And I'm going, oh, oh, oh. You know, well, hold the lines uh, first. Uh, you know, Yeah. Just keep on second. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you supply the love, you know, Pamela, all these. Loves. I'm like, 99? oh, man. 99, 99 was on there. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of that song. But 99. neither Steve. <laughs> neither Steve Lukather. But, you know, yeah, that's when I probably got passionate about them um, and their, you know, their next album, the Falling in Between" album that that Simon Phillips played on, which is another incredible. If you've never heard a another drummer, go and listen to Simon Phillips because that dude is Who else phenomenal. Else did play for? Oh, he's got his own band. He he's played like,
3: with Pete Townsend. He played with the Who on one of their uh, reunion tours. Yeah. I think I, knew I saw few. that
2: name when I recognized it, but I
1: didn't. I think
3: know. he was the drummer for the Who before Zach
2: Starkey, yeah. I believe, when they toured. He's
3: just stinking 80s, 90s. phenomenal. Really? Of course,
1: you'd have to be to come out. Behind Jeff Picaro, yeah. and that's who came into to fill. and okay. Now they got Shannon Forrest, who's a good good drummer, but he's not he's not Simon Phillips by any means, in my opinion. Sorry, Steve Lukather, if you ever hear this, um, don't 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 kill me. He's but listening. I'm just saying he might don't be kill me. He might be. Well, you know. You look at the guy. He he'd probably be mean if he needs to. Yeah. His book's
3: hilarious. He's got some great stories. He's, I think he's working on another one, Dukes. Oh, oh okay. Luke. yeah, the New he's Testament,
1: according to. Oh yeah,
2: he's quite Luke, according to Luke.
3: Another
1: one. That's yeah, right. he's got another. One. So the first one's called the Gospel according to Luke, and now it's the New Testament according <laughs> to Luke. Oh, I don't think
3: anybody calls him Steve. I think they all call him Luke. Is he
2: allowed to do that?
3: Is no, he right? that's not okay.
1: No, I think
2: that's pretty much not okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was wondering yeah. how far we can go with that. Uh, But that's Toto, and a highly lauded band throughout the uh, the decades. 40, well over 40 years now as a band, and we've been uh, talking about them tonight. The band that everybody knows, but nobody knows, and so now we know a little bit more. That's Toto on Rocks and Dirt. Uh, We'll be right back. Todd, what time is it right now? You mean
0: now? Uh, Yeah, like time right now for... uh, Commercial break. That's what uh, Yogi Bear says. Uh, you mean now? You're time. We're going to get around to that in right. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, commercial break would be great. All right. Uh, who's our sponsor tonight, Todd? Your book. Oh, my book. Well,
2: what are the odds? Uh, I have, yeah, it seems I've written a book. Dumbing. Uh, Dumbing for, for drummies. drummies. Yeah, that's what you Ooh. want to. You want to ask for by name and accept no substitutes. It's available on Amazon. And what it is is it's an instructional book. It's a short book. It's a short read. An instructional uh, drum book. Also, with practical tips and real life stories, a bit of a biography. And you can find that on Amazon or by emailing me, kvnemike at yahoo.com. Uh, completing it could mean college credit for you or your loved ones. Many have read Dumbing for Drummies and gone on to live normal lives. That's Dumbing for Drummies. <laughs> Todd just. The orchestra just came back up, is what happened. The
1: or- orchestral
2: hits. Those are. what I'm, I'm looking for that.
0: All right. Thank you very much. Can you learn to do that?
2: Yeah. That's one of the first things people want to know when they take a drum lesson. Can you teach me how to do that? Yes. Yeah, you do. Um, by the way, when you, when you play drums, try to use two sticks. Put your right stick in your right hand and
0: your left stick in your left, And that's how it's done. Does it matter how you hold your mouth? Absolutely. <laughs> Talk about the relationship between a drummer and the guitar player. Well, you want to always laud your guitar player. You always want to look, give, make him look good. Okay, thank you.
2: And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and when he's playing a solo, be sure to mouth the notes while he's playing it.
0: Absolutely, I <laughs> feel like we do to read this book. Hey, <laughs> do, do you teach how to do like uh, Keith Richards' moves while playing? Absol- absolutely, yeah, and Mick Jagger's moves. If
2: you're playing the Rolling Stones, you really don't have to do a whole lot of it's playing. Rick, it's Mick. He doesn't does Mick. Mick Jagger while he's playing the drums. Mike does. Yeah. As long as you're playing the bass drum on one and the snare drum on two and four. Uh, You've you you got, you got some free arms there. Just yeah, you can do Mick or Keith. Keith, it Keith, magic, Keith put magic your hand arm. behind your hip while you're playing. Roger your Doltrey. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, the drums tend I, to be uh, binding. I hate it when you start swinging the microphone. Yeah, trying yeah, to
3: play the, the drums. Hit you in the back that the causes head. problems.
0: Oh, that's got to hurt. And he's a bad influence on Tim. Tim is now doing these things with the swinging of the microphone. Oh,
2: my
1: goodness. <laughs>
0: I try every chance I
1: get. I, I say, I'm, I'm aiming for I Scotty most of the time. I have, to,
3: have to be very alert. Very I get Steve times. every
1: now and again. I'm like, oh man, he's way <laughs> over there. But I can help Todd hit the high notes if I, if I just do it right, just, yeah, in the right yeah, yeah, just at the, the right, right spot, at the right time, <gasps> the right time. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
2: this is Rocks and Dirt. Mike and Steve and Tim and Todd. We're here talking uh, sports, and uh, this this week we're going to dive into baseball a little bit. But one particular baseball player. A legend, goes back uh, almost 100 years now. He would have been 95 by now. He was born in 1925, passed away in 2015 at the ripe old age of 90. Yogi Berra, not to be confused with the cartoon character Yogi Bear, whom he almost sued for his name being too close together, and they said, hey, it was just a coincidence, (laughs) and he forgave him. Yogi Berra, a legendary baseball catcher, manager, and coach, 19 seasons, mostly with the Yankees. A little bit with the Mets and the uh, Astros as a coach. 18 All-Star selections. 10 World Series championships. That's a, that's that's a record. Amazing. That's a record, yes. Yeah. Three MVPs, one of only six people who have won three MVPs. Hall of Fame in 1972, served in World War II, won a Purple Heart. Power hitter, one of the best defensive catchers of all time, an illustrious career, yet probably known best for his malapropisms, Steve. Or they were called
3: yogiisms. He was known for these sayings, which usually made sense, but they didn't, I don't know. Like uh, 90% of baseball is mental, the other half is physical. Or no one goes there anymore, it's too crowded. That's one of our favorites. But you know what he means, but uh, of course, it ain't over till it's over. You hear that all the time. I think he was maybe the first to say that. Yeah. When giving directions, he he told somebody, when you you come to a fork in the road, take it.
2: He's the guy that said that.
3: And a nickel ain't worth a dime anymore.
2: It never has been.
3: Another one I like is probably at this Italian restaurant. They asked him, do you want your pizza cut in, in eight slices or four? He said four. I, I'm, not, I'm not that hungry.
2: <laughs> I think people have stolen that one for years. And yeah. it came from Yogi. He once said, if you can't imitate him, don't copy him.
0: <laughs>
2: he told his players, pair up in threes. <laughs> it's déjà vu
3: all over again. You hear that all the time. I mean, he was, the, he was
2: time. asked how he liked school as a boy. He said closed. That's what he liked. <laughs> mm. Oh, and here's one I like. When
3: uh, Johnny Bench broke his uh, home run record, all-time home run record for a uh, catcher, he said to Johnny Bench, he said, congratulations, I knew the record would stand until it was broken.
2: So <laughs> that, cool. was, that was very nice. That I was very intelligent. Very gracious. <laughs> very gracious, for sure. Yogi Bear, known for his yogi-isms and one of the all-time greats uh, in baseball.
3: I would always go to other people's funerals, otherwise they won't go to yours. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a book of them. Oh, yeah, I've got... It's called The Yogi Book. It's a little book of
2: Yogi business.
0: Yeah, and the guy was pretty good at baseball, too. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, don't, you don't think
2: you hear about these, these things, but he was a great player. Yeah. Great catcher. He caught the only... Uh World Series perfect game, Don Larson would have been like 19, 1957. Th- I think th- is that right? 656. I'm sorry. 1956. Oh, there you go. Yogi Berra, one of the all time greats, and he's been our highlight today on Rocks and I Hope you've enjoyed our time together. You can always contact us by going to the Tuxedo Cats Facebook page or our website. There you can also get on our email list. You can find where the Tuxedo Cats are playing each and every week. That's the TuxedoCats.com. For Steve and Todd and Tim, I'm Mike. Thank 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 you for joining us for Rocks and Dirt. Join us each week at the same time. And as Yogi Berra would say, thank you for making this day necessary. (laughs) Nice. Good night, Lois.
0: We got it!